I'm Emily and welcome back to the Phase Podcast. This is the second episode in our series on coping with change um, and a massive change that can be particularly difficult where we might experience a lot of uncertainty and anxiety, I think, is changes around work, business, employment. Um, And so in this podcast, that's what we're going to be thinking about. I'll be speaking to Sophie about the changes that have come with starting a new job, then talking to David about running a business, having to adapt to the change and maybe making changes that feel difficult. And then I'll be talking to Sarah, who's a strengths coach and is currently working with people who are unemployed due to the pandemic. Hi, Sophie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, Do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so I'm Sophie. I'm 24. I have lived in Hitchin my entire life. I've grown up here. Um, I've got a psychology degree from Oxford Brookes University and I have volunteered with FaZe as a virtual mentor for a little bit. I don't know how long I've done it, a few months now. Fantastic. Um, and so in this podcast, we're talking about change, how we can manage change better. Um, can you share an experience of a change that you've gone through and how you found it? Yeah, so really recently, actually, I started a new job as a teaching assistant with year one children at primary school in Stevenage. Um, I've wanted to work with children for ages, but it was uh, because due to the pandemic and just life, I had been in my previous job um, in a coffee shop for six and a half years. So from going from this job where I was very settled in this job to a new one, during a pandemic that was totally different and totally different colleagues and atmosphere it was a bit daunting it Mm -hmm. was a bit it was a massive um step and it was a really big thing for me to do because I was sort of at the top of my old job um in a management position I was very settled I knew the job inside out I um was I was full-time like I said been doing it for six and a half years very comfortable but um the time had come and the time had been coming for a long time for me (laughs) to get a new job and when I took this it was a huge change it totally changed my daily routine um I went from doing shift work to more nine to five eight thirty till four um Mm -hmm. work which completely changed my availability completely changed my daily routine like I'd normally have like work early in the morning and have the afternoon off or work later in the afternoon and have the morning off whereas this was sort of a massive chunk of the day and something I found really hard was I felt that time was just really running away from me Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have as much extra time and then something strange that I noticed as well was having my weekends free which was massive for me because I'd never had that before but then anything you wanted to do on a weekend was always full of people and it was (laughs) and it was heaving and then with COVID I think that was like wow now everything I do is really really busy and speaking of COVID going into my new job I felt the pressure because if I got if I was to come down with the virus at the time with all bubbles and schools and things, I would have sent home 90 children. And that's mm-hmm. 90 families that would have been affected because I'd got COVID. And that thought was just always in the back of my mind. And I hadn't had to think about that really, because in the coffee shop, you were like behind Perspex glass, you were 
masks on PPE well you never really got too close to anyone mm-hmm. and um, I actually left just before cafes and things reopened so we were a takeaway model only so generally I felt quite safe yeah. and then it was sort of stepping out to actually I'm now a lot more at risk because five and six-year-old children they don't know how to social distance they don't know how to to do all of that uh, yeah yeah there's like a whole nother element of change isn't it like not just a new job but actually a different risk level and stuff 100% 100% and I went from being sort of like I knew the job at the back of my hand to I didn't have any experience really mm-hmm. in this new job but I think I sold myself quite well but realistically I did I hadn't done anything like it before so there was lots that I was being asked to do in the that I just didn't know how to do yeah and it was a lot of googling on my phone like in the toilet <laughs> like how do you do this yeah what does this mean yeah um so how do you think that change affected you or impacted you well it was it was really mixed because I was loving life having a new job doing something that I'm really passionate about and I really wanted to do working with children every day is different and interesting um but then at the same time I didn't sort of like know what I was doing so I was very stressed and anxious about about that so it was like the real excitement of yeah I've got a new job it's doing something like meaningful it's doing something yeah. that I want to do but actually I haven't done anything like this before and it's really scary and I was absolutely exhausted in those first few weeks when I came home from work I would just sit on the sofa and just flop it was mm-hmm. which wasn't helpful because then then I wasn't getting anything done and then it was just that constant feeling of being behind but I was still really enjoying it so it was like a real mixture of yeah things yeah yeah I think that's quite common isn't it when things are really changing and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed um so what is one way that you've learned to cope with that change in this situation so sort of tackling that coming home and doing nothing I found that implementing just a really basic routine in my life when I got Mm -hmm. home like the first thing I would do when I got home was always have a coffee and a biscuit. And I was like, that was my time to just, oh, relax and sort of like digest the day in a way. Yeah. yeah. And then having that routine of like, right, next, like just simple chores, like I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and sticking to that every day so that I'd had this massive change in my work life and I didn't really know whether I was coming or going like in the, in the daytime but to know that when I got home, I had that sort of stable. Yeah. Not every day was the same because that's not realistic, but it was every day I knew what was going to be happening. I knew what I had to get done. It was almost like checking, checking a list off. Yeah. And uh, making sure to sort of like include self-care in that too. So bubble baths and <laughs> just making sure that I'm reading a book and um having good food wasn't just coming home and eating rubbish yeah fantastic and that's all really helpful stuff but what is some of the maybe the hurdles or the challenges to putting those things in place oh definitely just the tendency to just sit on your phone like it's so easy to sit down and just scroll through your phone yeah and then even if you're not even doing anything you're just sort of scrolling through 
tweets that you're not even reading I find half the time I'm not even taking it in yeah then all of a sudden it's been genuinely like two hours and I've accomplished nothing I feel no better in fact I probably feel worse I've probably got a bit of a phone headache from mm-hmm. being on being on a screen and um just the tiredness of it all I think because it can be so overwhelming having that new change and having so much to think about and to do that the tendency to just sit at home and do nothing mm, procrastinate is, yeah procrastinate is so strong yeah and um I found that I found myself doing it where I'd be it gets sort of like five six o'clock and I'd be like oh what am I actually what am I actually doing mm-hmm. and um like in terms of like the whole tiredness thing I would genuinely sit and fall asleep I would fall asleep on the sofa after I got home from work and it wasn't helping at all because then at night I wasn't sleeping and I was getting up I wasn't getting up any early in fact I was getting up later than sometimes I'd have to for my previous job but it was consistently sort of like seven o'clock which isn't that early I understand but it's still early yeah and, and um I would use in my old job I would use sort of like my latest starts to catch up on sleep mm-hmm. but where it's like Monday to Friday every day getting up at seven sometimes before seven if I was to then fall asleep like after work then I would I wouldn't sleep at night and it would just mess up my whole yeah nighttime routine and then I'd be tired going into work and then I'd feel even more behind even more overwhelmed because I was mm-hmm. dealing with tiredness as well so I think the tendency yeah those two main things like feeling really tired and the tendency to just sit and mold almost yeah yeah and having a good sleep routine is so important isn't it kind of if your sleep patterns off it it impacts just everything else everything else there's a knock-on I cannot advocate enough for having a good good night's sleep like having a good night's sleep is game-changing even if you don't if if you're not going through a big change even if you're just living your daily life and you're feeling a bit meh (laughs) getting a regular good night's sleep it puts you in such a better position to face the day. Yeah. Yeah. To manage your emotions, to think rationally. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. That's great. So if people are listening and they kind of relate to some of these changes that you're going through or they, you know, think that this is really helpful advice, what would you say is one practical step that they could take or one thing they could do to start putting this in place? definitely implement that routine and it doesn't have to be like you have to fill every second and every minute and you have to plan things down to the minute but just set yourself a a job or a couple of jobs to do of an evening of an afternoon if if you've started a new job and you get home make sure you've done something almost productive and it could be something as simple as like making your bed or just giving the floor a bit of a hoover and, but then keeping those things the same throughout the week and throughout, so like on Tuesdays I do this and on Wednesdays I do this. Yeah. Um, and definitely including some self-care in that routine. And by self-care, it doesn't mean like, I don't mean get your pamper kit out, but like a bubble bath will always help me. <laughs> but um, just reading, just doing something that's not sat there on your phone, inches away from your face. Yeah just staring blankly at a TV screen, just something that you enjoy that calms you 
and um, yeah just keep that in that routine and just do a little bit every day just look after yourself yeah and get good sleep <laughs> and get a good sleep 100% yeah fantastic tip. yeah that's brilliant thank you so much um is there anything else you want to add before we go I think I've said I've said my piece I think fantastic I've, uh, I've, I've, I've covered it all brilliant thank you so much Sophie that's been brilliant really helpful no problem it was great to chat see you later bye Hi, David. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Um, would you mind just telling us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Yeah, my name's David. I'm a, I'm a businessman from Hitchin. We have um, we have a garage uh, that does servicing repairs. Uh, we work with Faze a little bit on some kind of uh, some projects. And uh, I also do a bit of property development. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, and obviously, we're here today thinking about change. So would you mind just telling us a bit about a change that you have experienced? Yeah, so I, I suppose one of the biggest changes was in the business, um, probably uh, 2016, obviously Brexit hit us. Um, we honestly expected the vote to go the other way. Um, and we'd recently kind of expanded the business. Uh, we'd, we'd taken on a big showroom. Uh, we've invested quite a lot in, of money into stock and the building and um, kitting that out. And then from overnight, probably the sales that we're doing in car sales went from 40 cars a month to 20 cars. So it just, you know, people just didn't want to spend money on big ticket items. Um, and we were in a bit of a, in a bit of a problem, really. Um, yeah. You know, you had dropped. And, um, and yeah, basically, we needed to find a way out of it, because at the end of the day, we were losing money. And we lost quite a lot of money that year. And, uh, you know, we'd gone from um, each year kind of building the business and building and building and building and making stronger and stronger profits, just going absolutely reverse. It's going the other direction. Um, so we just had needed to look at the business and we decided that we wanted to um, we wanted to shut that branch down, basically, which um, meant making a few people redundant. Um, it was also a hit to the pride as well, because, you know, I was trying to build a business um, and it was a pretty difficult time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's tough. There's quite a lot of big changes that you had to think about as well. And it sounds like in a pretty short space of time. How do you feel about that change and how it affected you? Yeah, well, it was it was a really difficult time because, as I said, at, at the point, it was when when we were selling cars, obviously, it's quite a cash intensive business. And we had a lot of money tied up in cars and suddenly you weren't selling them. Um, and and I would find myself, you know, there was a few holidays with the families that I had to kind of cancel and things like that, because I felt like I needed to be there to kind of um, to help the business and and try and and try and drive it forward to try and save it, basically um so that was a really difficult time I felt extremely stressed um and then when the decision came to actually close down the branch you know having to make the staff redundant and you know make those choices was a really difficult thing um but I had to think about the overall business and kind of just keep moving forward with the end goal in mind and um unfortunately it all kind of worked out yeah and you mentioned feeling stressed how did that stress affect you and affect your well-being um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. So, you know, luckily I've got a lot of support around me, you know, my, my dad's fairly close to me and, you know, we were in business together at the time. My wife was very supportive and she kind of realized these things, but, you know, I, I think stress for me is the first thing it affects with me is my sleep. And it's yeah. kind of a bit of a downward spiral because yeah. less you sleep, the kind of, the more your mind's not working properly. Um, so I just try to kind of 
do simple things like exercise quite a lot to kind of keep your your, your mental stability there and I, I find that exercise always helps me sleep a lot better um and just trying to switch off from work sometimes you know just put away the technology in the evening and things like that so that's how I kind of cope with that so I'd say yeah kind of exercise sleep and just eating well mm-hmm. kind of helps with all those things oh gosh yeah such simple steps but so important they make such a big difference um, if someone was listening to this and they're struggling with some of those things like sleeping well or exercising, um, what practical steps would you suggest that they take first? I mean, for, for me, when I was stressed, obviously you couldn't really, you couldn't really control being able to sleep well. That was something that you kind of had to, had to manage the other parts of your life quite well to be able to do that. So, you know, for instance, exercise, um, what I found really helpful if I needed to go out for a run, I wouldn't think to myself, I need to go out and run 10k I would think right just go and pull my trainers then that's done okay just go out on the door and just run up the road and once you're there and you're doing it um you you just keep doing it so you know you'll you'll go and do that 10k instead of just like thinking oh you know I'm in bed and I can't be bothered so I'd say kind of break it down into bite-sized steps and just think you know what can I be doing you know just don't try and take on too much and just take it one step at a time basically um so yeah and the same with same with um you know eating well and things like that just try and do a bit of preparation to make sure you've got the right food in your fridge and you've got you know you're getting rid of all the bad food and that's not available so when you do have a low moment you're not reaching for food that's not going to be you know good for you basically yeah absolutely fantastic um is there anything else you would share about things that you've learned through this experience um in coping with change yeah i think I think in the in the end of the day, you know what, as I said, in that period of time, I had to make quite a few people redundant and it was a really difficult time. And they, at the time, they were really upset. Mm-hmm. But on the bigger scale of things, I think sometimes change can be a really good thing. Um, you know, I, I believe that they're in a better place now when they found jobs that maybe they're a bit more happy doing. And that's been able to kind of lead on to opportunities. Um, and, you know, I, I feel that, you know, the only thing that is um, that is set in life is that everything's going to change, you know. Yeah. So the ability <laughs> yeah. to be able to change, and the ability to be able to kind of adapt to 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 um, to what's going on is, you know, really paramount. Um, you know, I'm sure we all know. For me, in my trade, in, in being in cars, in probably 20 years' time, cars are all going to be driving themselves. They're all going to be electric and things like that. So, you know, as a business, I need to think about how I'm always changing and adapting to the marketplace and sometimes these changes are forced on you but you know it can um it can progress you in your kind of your mindset and um and uh, your journey in life basically yeah fantastic yeah i like that i think this is one thing we've learned this year it's that change is <laughs> always like there's unexpected change things could happen that we're never going to expect so being prepared for those changes and absolutely and, you know, we've, there's been businesses out there who have like really thrived because they've been able to kind of implement things into their kind of day-to-day work and you know um like pubs who are now you know serving food and delivering and being able to order an apps that's stuff that's not going to go away now that's always going to be there yeah. and that's probably improvement to before the pandemic so yeah. you know i think change can be really positive it can kind of force your hands sometimes to be mm-hmm. to be innovative and things like that yeah brilliant thank you i think you're right changing our perspective is so key um, when we recognise that there can be positives if we choose to find them. Yeah, brilliant. Um, well, it's been great talking to you, David. Thank you so much for all that you've shared. No problem.
great. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, would you mind just telling us a bit about who you are and what you do to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, good to be here. So I'm Sarah and I am a Gallup Strengths Coach. Um, so in terms of what is a strengths coach, so strengths are all about our natural talents, the things that we naturally do well. And so my role is really about helping people to be um, the best that they can be and to do more of what they do best as well. Um, so at the moment I work within employability and so I deliver one-to-one -one and group coaching sessions to people who are out of work, a lot of them as a result of the pandemic, um, and support them on their route back into finding work and finding work that's really meaningful to them as well. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of mentioned it a little bit there, but what are some of the changes that you've seen people experience in the last 18 months or during the pandemic? Yeah, so um, I'm sure as many people will be aware, um, in terms of work and unemployment, there have been massive changes. So um, that could be people being made redundant, maybe people um, were employment before or during the pandemic and uh, are no longer employed, so they're unemployed, might have lost their job as well. Um, and another change we've really seen as well in terms of research that's been done recently in terms of work, is what people want from work. And so um, there's been a recent study and it showed that about 65% of people, they're now saying that in terms of their job and work, um, they really want um, their work, just have that sense of purpose um, and for it to be really meaningful. Um, and, and I think sometimes it's when difficult things happen, we really reevaluate what is most important to us um, and even if we think back to March 2020, so just before the, the first lockdown, um, there are about just under one and a half million people who were searching for work. And if we fast forward a year later into sort of Mar March, April 2021, so mm -hmm. this year, yeah. we're looking at over two and a half million people who were then searching for work. Oh, wow. So a really big shift yeah. in oh, wow. employment yeah, a massive number um, and obviously a massive change for people so how do you see that change affecting people yeah well again um so for lots of people that would have actually been that they lost their job um and we have to remember that losing your job it's the same as losing anything it's a sense of loss it's a form of grief and it can be a massive shock yeah. um and I think sometimes we we forget this and particularly if you're the person in that situation and um, we forget that it really is a form of grief and it can be really stressful time people um may have been in employment maybe they've been in their work or role for 5 10 20 years and it's suddenly come to an end it can be very unexpected as well and really how it happens as well in terms of how you find out that your work will be ending that really impacts like how you deal with it and how you can really move forward with it as well because sometimes we can get stuck in a bit of a state of 
shock and a question people are often asking is like oh my goodness like where do I go from here mm. you know they've been used to getting up and going to work and having that routine yeah and then all of a sudden sometimes overnight or the difference between a Friday to a Monday all of a sudden that isn't there um so it, a very difficult time for anyone in that situation and how um in the stuff that you've been doing with people what is the ways that we can help people to cope with change better or cope with that change specifically well the first thing I would say is that it is all those pillars of well-being that I know you guys are always talking about um, and that is always your starting point it's almost like sometimes it can feel that all sense of direction goes and that people can really lose their bearings as well and Sometimes the way I describe it is even on the path back into employment, it can feel a bit of a roller coaster experience because it comes with the highs and the lows. Sometimes you might um, wake up and maybe you kind of think, right, OK, I've got this right. Let's start looking for work um, and feel more motivated. And then maybe you might even come across a job and you think, oh, this job looks really great. Like I'm going to apply for this. But then maybe you never hear back from the application yeah. or maybe you get as far as having an interview, but then you don't get the job. And so it's full of these highs and lows. So the first thing is always, you know, remember and prioritize your well-being. Um, and one thing people tend to find helpful is to sometimes shift their perspective and how they view this situation. And so sometimes it can feel like, oh, my goodness, like I'm never going to get back into a job I enjoy or a secure job or whatever it is that's really important to you about work. And, you know, when you've applied for that many jobs, it can be really difficult and you have to keep going. It can be exhausting as well. Um, but something you can do is try to shift your perspective a little bit to think, OK, well, if I look at this from a different point of view, what would this time give me that I would never have otherwise had? So although sometimes you might feel like oh, I've got too much time, it might be worth thinking, well, actually, like, how can I use this time? Like, what are my skills? Like, what have I enjoyed about previous work you know work I was going to say experience but I do mean work experience but that could be your page work as well as you know volunteer yeah, work yeah. or any experiences at work <laughs> but it's really going okay this does give me an opportunity just to reflect on some of yeah. your work experiences up until this point and you get to discover a bit more about your skills your strengths your interests your values and even your goals as well mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So if people are listening and they've faced some of these changes that you've talked about, what's a really practical step or a practical activity that they can do um, to help them find that perspective? Yeah, good question. Sometimes easier said than done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, so one thing I would always encourage people to do is actually just to grab pen and paper and start to put even some of your thoughts and ideas onto paper. And so even now, um, I can do a bit of a working session and say these questions that I ask, like I would encourage people to 
um, you know, listen back to this podcast and listen to a question, pause it and write your answers. You don't need to write long answers, but just start to be curious um, and spend a little bit of time thinking about what is important to you. So shall I maybe go through some yeah, questions? Yeah, yeah, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll read the questions out. Um, I won't really pause between um, with the point that you can go back and listen to them afterwards. Yeah. So the first question I would always ask people to think about would be about a good day that you've had at work previously. So the question would be, what made a great day at work for you? And then when you've written that down, write also, why was it a great day? What was it about that day that maybe you just felt really energised or you felt really motivated? So I'll move on to the next one. Like I said, I'll go quite quickly, but please do go back and pause and answer them as we go through the questions. Yeah. So then the next question would be, what were you doing on your best day at work? So you might want to think about what were the skills that you were using? Where were you? What was it specifically that you were doing? And then have a think about what made you happy at work. And whatever you write, this is kind of a little side note to yourself. Like this is what you want to be doing more of every day. So it might be that you were connecting with people. Maybe it was that you were analysing um, maybe some figures or whatever it was that made you happy. <laughs> think, right, OK, how can I do more of this? Yeah, yeah. And something linked to that as well could be even um, think back to maybe meetings you've had with your managers or colleagues and think about the positive feedback that they've given you and write down and remember some of that positive feedback that you've received. And that might also help to reflect some of your greatest achievements at work as well. And even with that, you can take it a step further to go, well, how did I manage to achieve that? What skills was I using? What resources was I using? Mm -hmm. Maybe what knowledge was I using? Um, and, um, and even with that, you can think, well, what was the very best part of that achievement for me? And then just very finally, a question I would encourage you to think about is what would make meaningful work for you? Or you might phrase it also, what would meaningful work look like for you? And that's gonna be different for everyone. And that is absolutely fine. Um, and that really just comes from that um, figure I was sharing earlier about 65% of people today saying that really what they're looking for in terms of work is that it is meaningful to them. And so once you've had a chance to sit down and write your answers, and again, it might be a half an hour or even it might go to 45 minutes of just writing down those answers, what I'd encourage you to do then is to then think, okay, well, what are some of the common words that have come up? What are some of the common themes? 
And you might even notice that you're talking about specific roles or specific tasks that you've enjoyed as well. But just start to gather these like all into one place and hopefully it will give you some new insights about work and what you would like more of in your workplace. That's brilliant. Thank you. That was so helpful. I think that's a great tool. Um, can I just ask, is that so you could use that for someone that's unemployed or for somebody that's just thinking, I need a change. I, I want to do something that's more meaningful. Absolutely. Yes. So this could be literally for anybody. So, yeah, it could be somebody who um, maybe they've been made unemployed and they're thinking about work or career um, or even like vocation or even mm -hmm. calling. Um, it might be someone who maybe has been out of work um, for a, a while, maybe out of their choice, and they're beginning to think, oh, OK, right, I'm going to start thinking about work. You know, what is it? Where do I want to be working? Like, mm -hmm. what yeah. would motivate me? It might be someone who's currently in a role and feeling like, oh, do you know what? Like, I just want a bit of a change or, or maybe they kind of feel ready for a bit of a um, development step, a bit of progression. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and it doesn't always have to be that everything's always sort of progressing upwards. It might be that you think, OK, I've always done this kind of a role, but what would it look like if I just did a slightly different role as well? So, yeah, yeah whether you're in employment or not employment, those questions will definitely give you some new insights. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. Great. Some really interesting conversations. Again, I love what David was saying about our mindset and our perspective because change is inevitable. Um, and so the more that we choose to see it as a positive or see the opportunities, it's going to really help us. Also, a great reminder from Sarah that change can be a positive opportunity to rethink, to reflect on what's important to us and what we want out of our life or out of our work. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you found some of those thoughts useful. Thank you for listening to the podcast and don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss our final episode. Remember that you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Faye's Hitchin. Hitchin.